The men and women leading the 21 sports at Campbell University have helped build and guide the Fighting Camels to one of their best years ever. They are talented and hardworking, and most importantly, great people. The kind of people you'd love to just sit down and have a cup of coffee with. Unfortunately, in this 10-second soundbite world we live in, we mainly only get coaches talking about how they won, why they lost, and what's next. This podcast tries to remedy that with two cups of coffee and a recorder. I'm Chris Amire, and this is Coffee with Coaches. When his baseball career ended, Oregon native Todd Bradley took a job coaching softball at a nearby junior college that was starting a program and he fell in love with the sport. That coaching position paid $5,000 a year. To keep his coaching dream alive, he worked full-time at a daycare to make ends meet. His coaching career took him from one coast to the other and brought him to Bowie's Creek, where he has found a home both on and off the diamond. He is a man of faith and still passionate about the game he fell in love with years ago. Here's his story. Well, Coach, first we'll start with uh, your coffee order. Have you always been a coffee guy, and do you always go for the tall, hot mocha? (laughs) Uh, Coffee guy, yes. Not always tall, white mocha. Sometimes I'll just get black coffee and sometimes a little cream and sugar. So it it just depends on wherever the setting is. You are a West Coast guy from Oregon. Take me way back to when you were a little kid. How'd you get hooked into sports? Well, um, I would say my dad was a big influence in that. In that, um, growing up, I, I feel like I was always playing baseball, playing football, wrestling, doing some of those things. So, um, you know, it was, it's always been a part of our family. My uh, my younger brother and younger sister both played sports as well through high school. My brother played baseball in college as well as I. And uh, it's just always been one of those things that, that's kind of been a, a, a family talking point, whether it be around sports, our own sports, or around college sports or around pro sports or whatever so so sports has always been a a major part of of our family life what is Oregon like it's a long way away from North Carolina well I I would say uh, the interesting thing about Oregon is there's really two halves there's eastern Oregon side which is very high desert uh, much more rural and uh, not as many trees and not as much rain that everybody you know associates Oregon with and then there's Western Oregon where I ended up going to college and um, it's the Willamette Valley is it's very green it's uh, it's it's a ton of trees it's it's very wet so they do pay the price for it to be more beautiful over there but uh, I mean it's a great place you know we get four seasons it's uh, it's going to snow in the winter. It's going to be colder in the winter. It's going to rain in the fall. And uh, you, I always live for the summers out there, especially when I was in the Willamette Valley because, you know, you're, you're looking at high of 80, no humidity, very beautiful all summer long. And um, so it's a, it, it's a great place, and it was a great place to grow up. What's the biggest difference is that you have noticed people in the Northwest than people in the South? Well, um, I would say the biggest thing is just is just 
how nice everybody is, how greeting, how open people are here to uh, to lending a hand and, and, and to being there. You know, you hear stories and stuff, oh, the South, the Southern Belle, the the uh, Southern gentlemen, those people, and, and it's all really true. And it's not that people are necessarily rude in Oregon, um, but it's just a different, you know, it's, a, it's, just, it's just a different way of growing up. And um, yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, if I use those around my parents, they're probably going to smack me because they think I'm being a smart aleck, whereas <laughs> out here, you know, yeah. if, you, if you don't say it, now you're being rude. So um, so those are some things that are different. Um, the tea's not sweet out there. It's it's very unsweet, and I guess McDonald's probably out there has some sweet tea, but um, and the barbecue and stuff is is quite a bit different. But um, it's you know it's home and it's a great place. I I will say this: the salmon's a lot better out there. <laughs> Tell me about the college that you went to and and athletically what you did out there. Um, I went to. The, the name at the time was Western Baptist College, uh, small liberal arts college, Christian school. Um, I played baseball there, and now the name of it is Corbin. It was a branding, it was a branding thing. Back when I coached there, actually, uh, they started the process of, of a name change just because Western Oregon University is so close in proximity to where Corbin University is and they wanted to kind of change that up and and uh, you know try to grow the brand of, of the small college that I went to um, I uh, I majored in uh, sports and fitness management and I got a minor in coaching and um, biblical studies it's it's crazy you take so many you take so many uh, Bible courses there in order you I think we had to pass also with with your curriculum and your core um, with your minor and your major you also had to pass I think it was 24 Bible courses related courses um, as well in order to graduate from there so it's uh, it was very intensive and and I actually transferred there after attending junior college for a year and uh, and so it was, it, you know, it was, it was a great experience. It's such a great school, and it, and it is home, and um, it, it's really helped me become the person that I am today. So, faith is still a, a big part of your life and your coaching, correct? Absolutely, absolutely. I'm, you know, it's it's interesting because as humans, I think that we feel like we've got all the answers, or at least we think we have all the answers, and and. Uh, there's so many things I look back on that have turned out differently and I know that they weren't the way that I thought they were going to turn out but they've turned out the right way and so faith is faith is a huge thing in my life and um, it's uh, I really I really truly believe and there's an old saying when you're younger you don't really understand but everything really does happen for a reason and uh, you might not know the reason you may not know the reason for Five, ten, fifteen years, but but I do. I really believe that everything does happen for a reason. Getting into not only coaching 
after college, but coaching softball as someone that played so many things and, and, and baseball throughout, how does the softball connection come to be with you and your coaching career? Well, it's kind of interesting. Um, I'm, you know, in my senior year of college and, and I hadn't gotten drafted yet, even though I'm 42 right now and I still think I could get the call tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, they're just starting spring training, so it could happen. That's right. But, um, you know, ultimately, I wanted to stay around the game. I thought I wanted to coach baseball. I wanted to do some of those things. But the junior college that I attended was adding a softball program. They were starting from scratch. And so I was like, ball, bat, bases, all right, let's throw my uh, my resume in. And, and I did, and I got an interview, and I got the job offered to me. And now, 18 years later, uh, I'm still coaching college softball. So um, it was and that was one of those faith things that I don't really plan on ever coaching softball but then now it's just taken me and and I love it and I couldn't imagine coaching anything else so so that's kind of that's kind of how the softball thing came and I do remember one time when I was moving um I probably halfway moving to um to my new place and and which is actually my hometown is where the junior college is and I was like what in the heck are you doing like you you've never coached softball you know nothing about it and then yeah. and then you know when you're 22 years old you one of those know-it-all kind of things and <laughs> you're you're a little bit cocky and you're like eh, I got this and so now I've been doing it for a long time and 15 years as a head coach Total and 18 years total as as a head coach and an assistant coach along the way. So, as you know, they are such different games, mm-hmm. baseball and softball, and I mean that in a very good way. Uh, softball is such a such a fun game to watch, but you getting into it like that as a cocky 22 year old saying, "Oh, you know, it's the same, only the bases are a shorter distance away." What are the biggest differences? Well, I, I think the biggest difference is is the the amount of strategy in softball. Uh, you know, back when when you played baseball, back in the older days, I would say a lot more bunting and a lot, and it's kind of starting to come back around, moving runners, um, those kind of things, manufacturing runs. Um, in softball, it's kind of been part of the game the whole way, and and so it's. It's nice in the strategy aspect of it, um, throwing, fielding, taking routes to catch fly balls, taking uh, angles to, to field ground balls, make throws from different angles and stuff. Those are all very, very much the same. Um, just the ball's bigger, and everything's happening so much more quickly. And uh, you don't... The greatest thing about softball is you're playing a lot more. Like there's a lot more action happening a lot of the time. One because you don't pick off over to first base 16 times, hoping that maybe you can get the runner or keep the runner close so they can't steal a base. Um, I mean, it's 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 go all the time, make stuff happen, manufacture runs. Um, those are some of the biggest things. Um, it's obviously uh, a major one that's 
that's a glaring difference is females and males. Yeah. And um, it's, I mean, I didn't know. I, I, I didn't know that coaching females and coaching males could be so much different, but it's completely different. They, I think, both learned completely different. Um, they, females are very... Um, emotionally charged with a lot of stuff and um, and it's definitely a situation where when when they're bought in they're bought in they're a hundred percent there's no turning back and um, you know I think just like I mentioned earlier growing up as a guy you always think I'm going to the big leagues it's about me getting to hit this many times and that kind of stuff but but really the relationships that are formed amongst the females are are great and those are things that last them for the rest the rest of their lives and and uh, they're willing to go to battle for their teammates and they're willing to die not that the male sports don't but the the girls are so much more emotionally invested as well as spiritually invested and and uh, they just they're very pleasing and they want to please each other. They don't want to let their teammates down. They don't want to let each other down. So, Is it tough being a man coaching women, or is it something that you think helps you being of the opposite sex? Um, I mean, I think, I think that any time that there's – that there's that kind of setting it there's there's definitely challenges but uh, but I believe that there's challenges men coaching men and women coaching women as well so I think that uh, I think it gives a little bit different perspective just because of the different learning learning and teaching um, strategies that you might have so I think that um, yeah there's things that I'm like I, I know nothing about how your bow should be. I don't know some of that <laughs> stuff, but but that's a big thing. Yeah, you know, um, I think the the biggest difference, you know, that that you start figuring out very early in your career is um, girls have to feel good to play good, and boys have to play good to feel good. So it's a little bit different, you know, and and. Uh, I think that uh, as long as you can continue to to teach and and pull the competitive greatness out of people, um, those are those are things that that pay off on either side. Whether you're coaching a, a baseball team or a football team or a softball team, I think just wanting to be great and wanting to compete no matter what what you're doing. Um, from all the reasons that you said. I can tell why you fell in love with the game of softball. What make made you fall in love with coaching? With coaching, um, what made me fall in love with coaching? I'm, I I would think is, well, I I know it's just it's the relationships built amongst your coaching staff, amongst your players, um, and and I'll tell you what. There's nothing better for me than seeing 
the players have the ability to experience the success that I know that they've worked so hard to accomplish. Um, I've won championships as a player, as a I've won championships as a coach. Um, I know what those feel like, and there's there's nothing that is anywhere near the feeling that you get to to win championship and. Uh, and some of our girls haven't had that ability yet. And um, some of the girls, unfortunately, that have graduated previously haven't had you know, that opportunity either. But that, that's what drives me every single day. And that's what I love so much about coaching is there's so much unknown out there. There's so much unknown. Like you give a lot of yourself for an, un- for an unknown, really. I mean, the girls, they get up and they go to the weights in the morning and they go to class all day and then they practice and then they have study hall and and then from there you know then you have two midweek games on Tuesday and Wednesday let's say and then and then you get another practice in and then you travel to go play in a tournament Friday Saturday and Sunday I mean it's it's just getting the thing that the coaching's given me is the opportunity to be able to see the players experience things that they may never have gotten to experience before new opportunities to travel to new places and and you know ultimately there's so many unknowns out there and just work knowing that if if you stay the course and and you get invested in the process that some really good things are going to happen and and hopefully I hope that they all get the opportunity to experience winning a championship because there's really nothing like it. Your coaching career um, has really gone through all levels and you literally have worked your way through almost every time zone going from the west (laughs) coast to the east coast. Tell me about your journey as far as your stops along the way. Well, my first coaching job was in Pendleton, Oregon, Blue Mountain Community College. How much did that that pay, if you don't mind me asking? It paid five thousand dollars a year. <laughs> and little known fact, and I'm going on the record, <laughs> to pay the bills, my full time job that would work around the coaching schedule, I worked at a daycare. So, um, for those that didn't think that Coach Bradley would change dirty diapers and administer <laughs> medicine and stuff like that. Yes, I've done it. I've done it. Wow. But so you were full-time at the daycare so you could coach and start this dream. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, and there was plenty of times that my family were like, when are you going to get a real job? And I'm like, I want to coach. That's what I want to do. And, uh, you know, the budget was probably about the same amount, and I fundraised a lot of it, and I did a lot of stuff out of my own pocket. And people couldn't understand that. There were people that couldn't understand that. And I'm like, I'm, I, I'm not willing to not go recruit and go put in the time um, and our program not be very good or our team not be very good. I want the best team and ultimately someday it will, you know, it'll pay off. So um, 
after Blue Mountain, I was there for four years. It's funny, my dad always said, about three years, I expect a call, because he's always helped me move wherever I've gone. And he's like, he's always said, about every three years, I expect a call. So, <laughs> so when I got my five-plus year certificate here at Campbell, I took a picture of it, and he was the first one I sent it to. And, <laughs> and uh, so, so from... Um, Blue Mountain, I went, I started the program at my alma mater at Western Baptist at the time, now Corbin, and um, I was there for a year, and a friend of mine that I'd coached against got the head coaching job at Utah State and asked me to be his assistant. I'm like, back then, you don't realize that Division One that there's not, that it's not all just across the yeah. board, everybody's you know got a ton of money and and it's all division one you know so that was my first experience at a, at a mid major division one school and I was an assistant there for two years and then I took the head coaching job at Pfeiffer University I was ready to be a head coach again down which is near Charlotte area here in North Carolina and I was there for three I was there for three full years um, and kind of interesting I came in from an individual to my office and I had a phone a, a message and it was the athletic director at University of the Incarnate Word and another person that that had known me dropped my name to him he called are you interested I'm thinking it's like mid-year I don't so I went to my athletic director I told him and he's like you know you at least have to take a look and um, because just because they had reached out to you, just take a look, go yeah. see, do. And I went down there, and it was like I was used to being at Pfeiffer, and it was just, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't turn it down. It was, yeah. it was in a great conference, Division Two conference, um, and you know the the resources were much better and and those kind of things and so I ended up going there mid-year and uh, we won a couple conference championships and went to the NCAAs and and then um, coach Peterson's looking for an assistant I'd reached out to him um, and I ended up coming to Campbell as an assistant coach and and then promoted to associate head coach and then ended up being hired as the head coach so um it's been a long ways and it's it's actually you know it took 15 years I've wanted to be a division one coach for a long time a as a head coach but it's it some in some ways took longer than than what I had thought and and it was a much different path than I might have thought but it uh it's all been worth it and it's all been part of of the journey as you called it and I was a single guy for a long time I could pick up and move and move up the ladder and and do the things that I needed to do and um, I'm you know I'm very blessed and I've, I've been very fortunate to to get these opportunities and now very fortunate to be here at Campbell such a great institution and and a place that uh, just continues to grow what made you want to come back to North Carolina as an assistant, and, and what do you still love about this state and this place? You know, it's crazy. Uh, when, I, when I first, the first time I ever went to North Carolina, when I went to Pfeiffer, I was like, 
I will retire here. Like I, it was just, it was great. Like you still got some seasons, but they weren't as long and drawn out as some other places that I had lived. Um, so you're gonna get your one or two days of snow and then it's gonna go and, and you're a spring sport coach so you wanna be on the field as much as possible so it allowed you to do those things. Um, you know, the people, the people in North Carolina, they they were very, where Pfeiffer is, is, is a very rural spot too. So I think for me, it was it was very nice to be in a place that most of the people in that area were born and raised and from that area. And they were na- natives of Stanley County where, where uh, Pfeiffer was was at and and it's much like that I feel like here in Harnett County and, and Johnston County and the surrounding areas is it's a lot of people from this area born and raised this is their roots and and it's very homey feeling not that there's anything wrong with being in downtown Charlotte I mean uptown sorry um, or Raleigh or any of those things but there's such a wide variety and and I love diversity as well, but to really get to know what makes North Carolina tick, I mean, it's been, it's been tremendous. Just th- how people, people talk and like I, I don't get messed up and I understand everything that they're saying now, <laughs> which I remember I stopped for gas the first day when I was in North Carolina the very first time and the guy's talking to me and I still had Utah license plates on my car and he's he starts talking and I was like, whoa, I don't know. Yeah. Can you repeat that? Yeah. And I couldn't understand and now it's now I now I'm pretty good at it, but um, just the people and then, you know, almost about a year and a half, almost two years ago, I met, I met my wife here um, and it's just everything's just been such a blessing you know um north everything about north carolina has been fantastic so it's it's a place that that i've always told i mean i told my family back in oregon i was like i will live in north carolina for a long time who knew i'd go to texas and then back to north carolina as and and here i am now but but it's you know it's just a great place you talk about um, your wife. You married in, mm-hmm. in 2016. You were a single guy for a long time, and, and you talked about able to move around in that. How has that family aspect of your life affected your coaching, or does it? You know, I'm glad you're asking me that question <laughs> because you would probably get a different answer if you were talking to, to Erica. But, you know, the great thing about it is I feel like what, what it has really done is really solidify the family atmosphere that we, that we want to have at Campbell in our softball program. And, and the great thing about it is if, if people come and visit, if when, when the new girls come for orientation, um, during the summertime, and we will have some of the new 
the new players and their families over to the house and have a little cookout and stuff and and it's just you know it's it's very important for us to be family family's the most important thing in life and and i'm i'm always i've always said that ever since i've been coaching and so by my by me and erica having such a, a great relationship and and sharing our lives with the players as well as them sharing their lives with us it i mean it's it's been tremendous and uh um you know every now and then i'll go home and and there'll be two dozen cookies made and eric will be like you need to take these to the players and <laughs> um and so we'll bring them in here and and she's made him lasagna in the past and different some different things but she's very invested and you know she's she was she was athletic and she played some slow pitch and stuff back in the day um she's actually in the army previous to that um but she you know there's just such a respect that that she has for what the players go through on a daily basis and uh and it's been we we try not to converse about it as much at home. Um, I'm I'm continually learning and trying to get better at having it not be all our entire evenings being inundated by softball. Um, but this time of the year, it's it's very difficult because you know you just played three days in a row and then you get a day off and then you're playing on Wednesday and then you're leaving on Thursday and and it's hard to for softball to not creep in and and for that I I apologize to her because I I know it's I know it's tough but I try to make a, a conscious effort to make sure that we have you know our family time as well and it's not all softball but but I believe that she's enjoyed I believe she's enjoyed the ride, and she's enjoyed um, getting to know other families with the players' families, and and then getting to know the players, and and it, all it can do, all it does is too is help her when she's here watching a game or on the road with us or whatever. She she's more invested, and, and I mean it's been terrific. So, thank you so much for the time, Coach. Absolutely, thank you.